The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people. All the Bart Ruckers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And sorry about that. We had the jet take off. I accidentally hit the uh, turbo button here on the computer. So that's why you heard that big rush of air going through there. <laughs> if you want to uh, watch the video portion of the radio show, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. And uh, that's right, you can see the faces made for radio. Head over there. There's two videos at the top of the screen. The one on the left is Bradley's show from yesterday. Uh, if you missed that and you want to catch that, that'll be there till 3 o'clock this afternoon, at which time he'll be live, I assume. <laughs> Every time I say that, now he's always traveling or he's doing something else or whatever. So I'm assuming he'll be there. Either way, that video will change. We'll have an education educational video up or it will be Bradley live there in that area. On the right side of the page is where we're at. 
All you got to do is click the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got, and then the bottom right-hand corner, you'll see the Rumble icon. Click on that and join us in the chat on Rumble. We are streaming live to Rumble. Sons of Liberty Radio Live is the channel. Please subscribe there. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. DLive.tv at The Sons of Liberty. Variety of Facebook pages that bear my name, uh, personal and public. And then also The Real Tim Brow, leave off the N, too. The Real Tim Brow 2, um, put put that in Twitter. If you're on Twitter and you want to watch the show live there, it streams live there. Also, Twitch at The Real Tim Brown. So uh, we'll see how long they keep us on there, but we are out there on all those uh, different outlets. Also, right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Again, you get one of those each evening from between 7 and 8 o'clock, usually is when they're, they're going out into the email inboxes. And if you want our ministry email, which goes out once a week on Saturdays, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. You can sign up on the front page there. If you'd like to keep us out there and and supporting us and all the things that we're doing, there's a donate button at the top of the page of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that and make a one-time donation. Or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And we do appreciate you guys because we can't do really what we do uh, without your support. So we're very grateful to you guys. Uh, who trust us uh, enough that you would send your money and keep us out there uh, among the people. Thank you very much. Also, our store is available this week. We're highlighting Bradley's Drum Pad. It's 50 bucks. You don't need a, uh, instead of 60, you don't need a promo code for that. Uh, if you, It's a drummer metronome. So if you're interested in that, click on the store uh, link and you can pick it up in our store. This week only through tomorrow, Saturday night at midnight, you can get it for 50 bucks. All right. Okay. So <clears throat> yesterday... We covered this. Uh, what do you? I mean, what do you call that? That the CDC, their little committee, and they, you know, all of them would say no conflict. Yes, and I was saying they have no conscience. I mean, th- these people know. It's kind of like the people who want to have the cognitive dissonance about Donald Trump. Oh, he was everything. He's bad advised when he makes unconstitutional decisions. When he makes murderous decisions like with the vaccine when he steals from the people just like all the other presidents have and they they allocate that money to things that are not authorized in the constitution they want to say oh well he was deceived he was he got bad advice but on the flip side of that they go he's the best president in the and ever in all of human history uh he he is incredibly intelligent boy he really takes it to the democrats he's such a smart guy and blah 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 and they hold two opinions they're like James. James says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, and that's what you see there. And it's not just Trump. I I I'd like to go there because I'm trying to help those who would hold many of the things that I hold to, or at least they would say that. Uh, I'm trying to get them to see what's going on rather than just following along. Because there, believe it or not, there is a uniparty. That's what they are. And I know some of you agree with that, and then you'll walk right. You can't wait to vote for those uniparty people uh, in November. You just can't wait to do it. Well, we got to choose the lesser of two evils, Tim. We don't want those other guys in there. And you go down the same road. The same road to hell is what it is. So here's the thing. We talk a lot about this kind of stuff, right? Yeah, the stable genius. You're exactly right, Mr. Wordsworth. Exactly right. We talk a lot about... All this bad stuff that we got to combat. And, uh, you know, I got to thinking, this is why I started doing the good report, okay? Because how many of you have members of your family who have been in the military? And I can only speak 
to the fact, I mean, I've had, I've had men in my family who are military, but I don't have military experience. Um, so I'm not one of the brothers. I'm not one of those on the inside kind of deal. But how many of you have had guys who've been in the military and they get separated from their family for six months, a year, two years, whatever the case may be, and they lose sight of what they've been fighting for? And the more they're over there in those unconstitutional wars that we're engaged in, the more they become disillusioned about this isn't a fight for American liberty. This is not defending America. Many of them come back and are messed up in the head because of what they've had to do in fighting a corporate fascist war. That's what they're that's what happens with them. So you know, I think about sometimes who we are as Americans. And the fact of the matter is is that a lot of times what happens is we forget why we're here. We're too busy fighting for liberty. We forget about the liberty God has given us. We forget about the good things that he has provided for us. And so I started doing the good report. And um, this was, you know, there's there's the the idea in the Old Testament, I think it's King David, where he asks, okay, you know, where's the good report at? I got all this bad news. Where's the good report, right? And we go to the New Testament. We've talked about this with Kate on Saturdays because, you know, not only keeping us healthy is an issue of, eating right and doing some exercise and you know taking care of our bodies and all this other but it's also taking care of our minds that we input within us those things that are good so philippians 4 8 for example this is sort of the theme of the good report finally brethren whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are of good report if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. As a man thinks in his heart, what does it say? So is he. Jesus says it's not the things that go into a man, and he's talking about foods. It's not the things that go into the man that defile him. It's what comes out of him, and he speaks about the heart. Out of the heart come adulteries and murders and thefts and all these kinds of things, right? So we want to, as uh, the the writer of Proverbs says, we want to guard our hearts, right? We want to guard them closely, for out of them flow the fountain, or out of them flow the issues of life. So what I wanted to do was, I gave you a little taste of it yesterday, and I'm just going to go back, I'm going to play this little man, because this guy, uh, I, I just, I love this little kid, and uh, and what he had to say, because I tell you, this it's precious, and, and again, when you talk about um, out of the mouth of babes comes perfected praise right that's what the scripture says this little guy's got it going on he understands exactly what it is at a very young age and like i say i don't know how old the kid is i'm gonna say four or five maybe i i don't know i don't know this little guy's got it check it out powerful the devil's weak so we need to crush the devil right now you put on the full mount of god and if you do that you get to stand against the devil. And the Lord is helping you get more and more of his love. And God is strong and the devil is weak. That's exactly right, little man. That's exactly right. And boy, wouldn't it be great if the adult Christians 
took that kind of understanding. You know, Jesus said the, the kingdom of heaven is, he, he likens it into a child. And their understanding, what, think about it for, for children, for instance. When you, when you have a child, what happens? Those ch- you are as God to them. I'm not trying to be blasphemous. That's not what I'm saying. You are the one who communicates what God has said. So you are God to them. You're the one who provides for them. You're the one who teaches teach them. You're the one who uh, corrects them. You are giving a picture of who God is to your children when you do that. Why? Because you love them. If you don't do that, you don't love your kids. Plain and simple, right? And, uh, and here's this little guy kind of getting us started. This is the good news. What he just said is the good news. We, you know, Jesus came that he might destroy the works of the devil. Did he do that? Well, yeah, for his people, there's no question. There's coming a day where that's going to be fully ended. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, did he do that? Yes. Uh, Colossians tells us that. Tells us that he put them to an open spectacle. He, he nailed the, the decrees, the commands uh, uh, against the cross. Those things that were the types and anti-types and all those things against the cross. He put them there and he put them to an open shame. That's what Jesus did. That's the good news. And what this kid is saying is exactly that. Our God is strong. The devil is weak. Our flesh is weak. I mean, truth be told, James says we don't even need the devil in this matter. It's our own flesh. We're led away by our own lusts. And when we do that, we bring forth sin, and sin brings forth what? Death, right? Okay, so what I wanted to do was I wanted to just kind of go over past these these three good reports. I'm not going to do yesterday's again because it, it was just a couple, but I want to go over some of these good reports. We get enough bad news, don't we? We get enough of in the fight. Let's remember some of the things that we're fighting for. Some of these instances that we're giving ourselves towards it. We're learning what's going on so we can stand against it. Um, what are some of the good things that are behind that that we are seeking to protect? And among those is the issue of liberty. But how does that play out? Well, it plays out in a lot of these stories that I'm going to give you here. First of all, here's one, and this was from the 16th. Okay, This was from the first one we did. What was the 16th? I think it was like... Um, Let me just look here and see and make sure. Okay, the 16th was last Sunday. Okay, that was the first one that I put out. Here's a story here. A Texas trucker is named Highway Angel for stopping to rescue a police officer pinned in his vehicle. Here's the story. Um, Truck driver Gary Wilburn was named a Highway Angel for offering aid to an injured Arkansas state trooper who was pinned inside his vehicle after a serious crash. The Truckload Carriers Association bestowed the honor and shared the incredible story on the afternoon of October 4th near Forest City, Arkansas. I didn't know that. We got a Forest City up here in North Carolina just across the line from us. Uh, Wilburn was driving very slowly in heavy traffic. He came across a crashed state trooper's vehicle on the side of the road. Every other motorist was, motorist was passing the vehicle without stopping to look inside. I was in traffic for an hour before I saw the trooper, said the trucker from San Antonio, Texas. Some of the stuff I noticed was insane. No one's calling the police. I guess they thought since he's a policeman, he'd be calling the police himself. I guess. I don't know. Cars are driving by and no one stopped to help him. But this guy did. Now, you can read the rest of the story. 
Uh, I believe this this is out of uh, Good News, the Good News Network over there, uh, .org, goodnewsnetwork.org. You can read the story over there. This is a guy who, you know, I mean, many of us wouldn't think anything about. You see somebody on the side of the road, you give them a hand, right? You change it and change in the tire. Uh, they ran out of gas, whatever the case may be. Most of us wouldn't give a second thought about just pulling over and say, hey, do you need some help? Most people nowadays just use their cell phone. They call their spouse or they call somebody, and it's really not even necessary. But it's an issue of just looking out for one another. Then there was this one. I mentioned this briefly yesterday, I think. And I'm going to play you the video here because it's really, it's really heartwarming. Customer surprises Dunkin' employee, the Dunkin' Donuts people, uh, one of their employees, with fully furnished house after being evicted from their home, right? Let me tell you a little bit about it. I'm going to play the, the video here. You guys on the radio will hear it. An Ohio Duncan employee is expressing her gratitude after a woman she befriended in the drive through line ended up providing her with what she believes was a Christmas miracle. Now, this was, <clears throat> this was I think, last year, to tell you the truth. Suzanne Burke told ABC affiliate WCPO, that she knew she had to jump into action after learning that her friend, beloved Duncan employee, Ebony Johnson, had, re had recently been evicted from her Mount Healthy home. When she experienced this hardship, I just wanted to see if I could help her just improve her life and the life for her kids. Burke explained to the outlet, I wanted to make sure that they had stable housing so that she could continue to provide the excellent service she does at Duncan. With assistance from local organizations and designers, Burke was able to surprise Johnson and her kids with a new, fully furnished home just in time for the holidays. I'm just so thankful we're back in our home, Johnson told WCPO. The Lord really looked out for me because I kept praying and saying, could I be at home for Christmas? Oh my God, I am so happy, she added. Check out the report here. Hopefully we don't oh my get a God. commercial. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> excitement oh my god we so happy and anticipation for ebony johnson and her children i can't wait to see it what awaits them a home they can call their own that's fully furnished something they haven't had in a while the woman she's hugging made this all possible their friendship began three years ago at the drive-through of dunkin donuts Johnson works there, and Suzanne Burke is a loyal customer. I go every morning, um, and Ebony has worked the drive-through for over three years, um, and really has just provided amazing customer service. But when she noticed her favorite employee was gone for a few weeks, she began to worry, learning Ebony and her kids were evicted from their home after falling on hard times. When she experienced this hardship, I just wanted to see if I could help her, just improve her life and the life for her kids and make sure that they had stable housing so that she could continue uh, to provide the excellent service that she does at Duncan. And this is the result of her help, finding organizations to help the family find a home and also partnering with a staging designer. Perfect time of year to feel like, you know, you're spreading joy. And New Life Furniture Bank. As much a gift to us as it is to them. Uh, to be able to provide this for them. And the kids are just as excited as their mom. Yes. So nice. So yes. nice. Hey, this is our beautiful living room. Now with a fully furnished home, she says she and her kids can have a Merry Christmas and enjoy the rest of the holidays. I'm just so thankful that we're back in our own. The Lord really looked out for me because I kept praying and saying, could I be at home before Christmas? 
Amen. Amen. I, now, if that don't warm your heart, uh, <laughs> your wood's wet. Okay? Uh, that's just the way it is. Uh, it, I want you to notice something, too. <clears throat> and for the people who didn't see it, this is not some little, you know, spot that's just kind of halfway done. It looks like a nice house that they put her in. A nice li- it's not extravagant, but it looks like it's well done. The furniture is looks like it's new. Um so the the lady to but I want the people to catch something. The narrative we're hearing in the media is black against white, white against black, against Latino, all this. The lady that helped her was a white lady. And she was a black lady. What what do we look into in scripture? Is not God a great creator? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And because he's a great creator, he has diversity within his creation of what he has made. Just because something looks alike doesn't mean that it evolved. And I know I hear that from a lot of people when it comes to animals and them trying to do it. And now they pulled out some, oh, it's the next Piltdown man or whatever out of some cave somewhere, uh, you know, claiming this, that, and the other. But I want you to look. There's real genuine love here. The lady is faithful to come there. And you can say what you want to about Dunkin' Donuts. That's fine. What we're talking about is the two individuals here. We're talking about two individuals. She's faithfully coming. She notices this employee she, that she sees every day with a smile on her face who serves her the coffee, donuts, whatever she's getting. She notices she's gone, and she inquires about her, and she doesn't just say, well, I'll just pray for her. Nope. She goes and finds a way to make sure that this friend has a place for her and her family. This ought to be inspiring. These are things that we ought to be thinking about in the course of our day. The people we come in contact with. Uh, When I go, my oldest son in the morning, he comes in right before the show. I pray for God's blessing on him uh, as he he goes. And one of those things is is I, I want his eyes to be open to those people around him. My kids usually are pretty sensitive to people they work with, people they come in contact with if they have a certain need. They're, they're pretty sensitive about that kind of stuff. And um, in some whatever way they can help, they try to help. If it's moving, if it's you know getting something or, or picking something up for somebody, they'll, they'll do that. They'll do that. But, you know, I pray that it's God opening their eyes to do these things. So God bless this lady for doing that. Um, and he obviously used her to be a blessing to this Duncan employee. Now, <clears throat> not going to show this one, uh, but... Because it's not as it's not as pitched. Well, I tell you what, let's let's bring it up. We'll we'll do it. There, there's there's a lot there's not a lot of talk, so that's why it makes it a little more difficult. But there's a registered nurse, and she is a marine mom, Jennifer Abernathy. Uh, she shared her son's homecoming in a TikTok video, and uh, this is him coming in to surprise his I don't know if it's his father or grandfather uh, at his place of work. And I got to tell you, um, you were you were really want to turn me into a baby, other than uh, as I've told you when when people send me cards or something something like that. Uh, it's seeing these guys come home. I mentioned this at the first, seeing them come home, and their families have been missing them, and they're surprised to see them. The, these videos always kind of get me. Here's um, here's this uh, here's this marine, 
and he's coming in to see. I don't know if it's his father or grandfather, but check it out. It's the guts and it's the glory A hundred stripes, a hundred stories It's the Pledge of Allegiance on the 4th of July It's some handwritten letters from home It's some sleepless nights And so, you know, that the men are usually a little more controlled than the, than the ladies, the moms and, and such. And so here he comes. He surprises another family member who appears to be a nurse or doctor at work. Uh, the woman was completely shocked to see him. I don't know if it's a if it's a sister or mom. I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, here here he is again. It's the guts and it's the glory. So I'm going to cut the music off here. I'm probably going to get banned for some of this kind of stuff. I don't know because they'll they'll pick that stuff up and do it. All these kind of things where these service members come home, I, I got to tell you, I, I'm, I'm against the unconstitutional wars and things of that nature. I am. But there's something that moves in me as a man to be away from your family like that, uh, doing whatever you're doing. Some people aren't engaged really in the battle itself, but they come in and you can see the emotion overwhelming the people. They are happy to see them. You know what it reminds me of? The Bible says that when we see him, that's Jesus, we'll be like him. We'll be like him. There was an old hymn that said, what a day of rejoicing that will be, right? Huh. You think there's going to be some happy times when we see the one who gave his life for us? I think so. I think so. Do you think it'll be some happy times when we see those that we have loved who've gone on before us? I think so. I think... What we see when you you have somebody come together, it doesn't even have to be in the military stuff, but when you see those people come together, there is really a picture there in my mind of what the future holds for us. We have a bright and hopeful future. We do not have a doom and gloomy future. We don't. And it's not just in heaven. The Lord Jesus said that he came to give us life and that more abundant there is joy even in the midst of all of the bad news, all of the criminal actions going around us, all of the things that are taking place around us. There is good news. There is a peace that passes understanding in the midst of that. There is joy inexpressible that we have in the Lord Jesus. And I, I think, call me silly, I think those things are a picture of that. Here's another one. Wrongfully convicted man proves his innocence using an episode of Mythbusters. <laughs> John Galvin was only 18 years old when he was arrested for a crime he did not commit. The discovery show Mythbusters delighted uh, investigative junkies and movie buffs alike in the years following its launch in the early 2000s. The stunt-filled show featured special effects expert Adam Savage and Jamie Heineman testing out the validity of everything from duct tape islands to mechanical sharks hmm. using scientific methods. Hopefully it's not the scientific methods of Dr. Fauci. Back in 2007, 39-year-old John Galvin was 21 years, old, 21 years into serving a life sentence for a crime he didn't commit. 
when he caught a rerun of Mythbusters on the prison toilet. He had been serving more than two decades in a for-profit prison paid with our tax dollars. You paid to keep the guy up, and he was innocent. The episode Hollywood on Trial, which originally aired in 2005, shows Heinemann and Savage failing to light a pool of gasoline using a cigarette, a classic action film trope. Not even a rolling, fully lit cigarette could ignite a flame. In other words, the myth was officially busted. This bit of information immediately caught Galvin's attention for it would be the very catalyst needed to prove his innocence and reclaim his freedom. And you can read the rest. And this is from um, Upworthy. Dot com upworthy.com uh, you can read the rest there and the links there if you want to check these out we'll have the links to the the articles here in sons of liberty media.com in case you guys want to follow up with any of this stuff and see it additionally again on the health front this is good news now look uh, we we have started a telegram channel and a telegram group okay which you can you can find those links in the latest one. We're going to get to that October twentieth. You can find those links there if you want to join. What we're looking for in the group is when you run across a video or an article or a story somewhere that is good news. We're not talking about unless it's bringing justice, which is good news. I don't want your your politics. I don't want your memes about you know whatever you are. Pillow. There's plenty of groups for that. You can pop that stuff in Sons of Liberty uh, Telegram group and stuff. We want good stories where people are giving acts of kindness, where they're enduring hardship and doing what the Lord's called them to do, where there's they're just good stories. We want to build people up in that, okay? Uh, in fact, the Bible tells us that we're supposed to be about, we're to spur one another on in what? Love and good works. So if you've got stuff like that, join our Telegram group called The Good Report, and uh, you can drop your stories in there, and they may show up here in the Good Report. Okay, that's that's the point of having that there is so we can share those out with the people uh, who listen to the show. <clears throat> the humble potato could hold the key to beating hospital superbugs as well as crop diseases. Potatoes. By the way, I had to break down and stretch out what little bit we had to buy some tires for our vehicle. Our decade-old vehicle. Uh, both of our, our vehicles were like 2012. So I'm just letting you know because, you know, I know some people have this idea that if you got a radio show or you got a, a video thing or something, you're just rolling in the dough. That's not the case at all. <laughs> we're just like everybody else. Um, you know, we, we have a good work ethic. We do what we do. Uh, but I had to roll that out. So I took the old tires. If you guys remember our friend David Pruitt, he said, Tim, he says, you can take old tires, cut out the inner part of them, you know, with a utility knife, fill them with hay and put your potato eyes in there and you can grow potatoes. So that's what I have a plan on doing. In fact, I had to take my son to get his car looked at from our friend down the road here. And um, he he was telling me, because he put the tires on. I got them fairly cheap, if you can call $600 cheap. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so he, he was putting them on. And I said, I want to keep the tires. I'm going to do this thing with the potatoes. He said, I got all kinds of tires out by the side. Just grab what you want and take them. Otherwise, I have to pay $2 a tire to have them hauled off. So I'm like, okay, I'll be down here to pick up some of those. I'm going to try to pick those up probably next week um, because I want several of these things to grow potatoes uh, in, our, in our backyard. So it's a pretty simple thing. I don't have to have a tractor or any of that. I can grow them in these tires. So good thing. 
Here's what it says. The humble potato, which contains a natural antibiotic that destroys harmful bacteria, could hold the key to beating hospital superbugs in the future. Most people don't even want to go to a hospital now once the convids stuff got out. According to research from a multinational team of researchers in Europe, the compound called, boy, I'm going to get an Anna and Tommy thing on this one, Solanimicin, I hope that's how you pronounce it, S-O-L-A-N-I-M-Y-C-I-N, combats a host of fungi that wreak havoc on crops. In these recent experiments, it killed Candida albicans, which cause which causes possibly dangerous infections like thrush and women. Most current therapeutic antibiotic compounds originate from soil, soil microbes, and the solanimicin findings show that plant-based microorganisms should get a closer look. The research team see the discovery as an encouraging sign that plant pathogens could be co- uh, coaxed to make compounds that may be used not only against plant fungi, and crops that have developed resistance to treatments, but also against the growing tr- uh, threat of antimicrobial resistance in humans. We have to open the exploration of everything that's out there to find new antibiotics, said microbiologist Rita Monson, PhD at the University of Cambridge, who co-led the study. This week in MBio, the team reported the discovery of solanimicin, Initially isolated from a pathogenic bacterium, I, I sound like a, uh, I sound like the World Book Encyclopedia talking about this stuff, that infects potatoes that appears to be produced by a broad spectrum of related plant pathogenic bacteria. So you can read the rest of that, and that one also comes from the Good, Nor- Good News Network as well. Here's another one. <clears throat> Researchers found... Ancient village remarkably preserved by Vesuvius eruption 2,000 years before Pompeii. You say, well, well, that sounds like bad news. Yeah, well, again, things that happen in history, we're to learn from, right? And when we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, we're, we're told that the things that happened to Israel are an example to us. We are to learn from them, not to do the things they did. So <clears throat> when these things happen... You know, it's kind of like uh, when when the people come to Jesus and they say, okay, well, you know, what about those that were following Pilate and they had their blood mixed and all this other stuff? And what about the the, the tower that fell on all those people and it killed these people? What about the And Jesus looks at them and he says, guys, this stuff is happening every day. Romans 1, the, the, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven every day, right? It's not like men don't know that judgment's coming. It's not like they don't know. They do. And he says, but unless you repent, you're going to perish like they did. Unless you repent. And while God commands repentance, men are stuck in the sphere of their choices. I just want to make clear, when I talk about good, when I talk about free will, I'm talking about from the theological standpoint. I understand free will as far as you making choices. That's what everybody wants to talk about. The fact of the matter is, you do not have the ability to make the choice to please God. You don't have it. Sorry, you don't. Or to do that which is good. Read Romans chapter 3. There is none righteous, no, not one. None. In our very core, we are corrupted. This is what the fall did to us. It didn't just, you know, we had a little problem with God. That's not what the fall did. The fall put us in a state of total depravity. 
Now let me elaborate on that just a little bit, and then we're going to get back here to the, to the good news. The fall brought man into a state of total depravity. What does that mean? It does not mean that all men are as bad as they could be. And we see a variety of that. If we're honest with ourselves, think back to yesterday. How many times did you sin before God, even if it was in your heart or your mind? How many times did you do that? And sometimes you go, why did I even do that? You ever ask a kid, why did you do that? You know they were sinning, they were disobeying you, they were hurting somebody or whatever. You, why do you? And the kid goes, I don't know. Because they don't. They literally don't know. They are just acting out of their nature. This is what the fall brought mankind into. This is why mankind needs a savior to save him from the effects of the fall. His name shall be called Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins, their lawlessness, their violations of the law. And we're not talking about ceremonial law. We're talking about the natural law that God has put in place and the written law that God has given us in his word. You say, why do you bring natural law into it? Well, have you ever read Romans 1? Those people who are out there today marching in their pride parade saying, God loves me. He loves me like I am. He made me this way. Blah, blah, blaming it all on God. And see, there is a difference between seeing God has a decree that all things come to pass the way he has decreed them, or they wouldn't come to pass, and they wouldn't have purpose. There's a difference in that and the person desiring to do their wicked deeds. There's a difference in that. And the good news for that is there's a Savior from sin. There's a Savior from sin. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. And here's, or Jesus the Christ. He is the anointed one. He is the promised one right out of Genesis 3.15 who would come and crush the head of the serpent. That's the one we're talking about. He brings good news, the gospel, the good news, okay? All right, take a look at this one that we had from yesterday. This is a off-duty firefighter. She was nine months pregnant. <laughs> she saw a horrific... Um, crash that had happened out on the highway she got out and helped the people who were in that then made her way to the hospital to deliver her baby i mean this this sounds like something that would be an episode on you know some television program or something like that like you had to write this up this is a real life uh, instance and uh, yeah, check out the report here All on right, this. Now, Hoda, you have a very special morning boost today, oh, right? Oh, it's so so good. Okay, a mother's love knows no bounds. One woman in Maryland is being hailed as the ultimate example of that devotion. Pregnant and involved in a wreck, nine months pregnant, she ignored her own needs and rushed to the side of a crash victim, only to give birth soon after. A heroic story this morning, Megan Warfield went from caring for a crash victim to giving birth all in the span of 24 hours. Last week, Warfield and her mother were driving home from her late father's annual memorial golf tournament in Baltimore County when they ended up in a multi-vehicle crash. A car in front of them flipped over, trapping the driver inside. That's when Warfield, nine months pregnant but also a firefighter by trade, jumped into action without hesitation. Holding on to the injured woman and keeping her calm, Warfield waited by her side until more help arrived. I arrived at location and I saw Megan on the ground. My first thoughts as her chief officer was, 
you're on a maternity leave. You should not be here. But then her own labor pains began. She was rushed to Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore, where just hours later, baby Charlotte was welcomed into the world, healthy and with a hero as a mom. So when she wants to excel and she wants to do good for others, she steps right up and does it. And this was a prime example of something like that. Okay, here's a bonus. That amazing firefighter, new mom, Megan Warfield, is here. Megan, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, 10 days ago, you got to take us back for a second. You're nine months pregnant, there's a crash that happens, and you're jumping into action. Yeah. Did you think for a moment in that moment, like, wait a minute, I don't think I can do this right now? Uh, no. It, I mean, it was a wild Monday yeah. <laughs> to start. Yeah. Um, and you were in the accident yourself. Yes. yes you remember the impact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we got hit a couple of different times. Um, and once everything kind of just calmed down, uh, I looked at my mom, made sure she was okay. Kind of uh -huh. did a once over. I was all right. And uh, told my mom, like, shut the car off, you know, pull the brake and I got to get out and see what's going on. Um, so I got out and kind of stopped some traffic, and I thought, like, that was going to be really extent. And then the car was overturned, so I uh, realized that there was someone trapped inside. So I went over, mm -hmm. and I started to, like, crawl in, and then I realized, like, good Lord, you're nine months pregnant. Like, what are you <laughs> doing? Won't let what you are you doing? There. Yeah, so um, I kind of backed out. Um, I had someone call, you know, 911, um, mm -hmm. kind of just held her in place because I couldn't really tell what type of injury she had or, like, how stuck she was. Um, so kind of just held her in place, reassured her, and waited for the additional um, resources and, to get and there. And when she was getting cared for, then you realized, uh-oh, wait a second, I think something's happening to me right now. Uh, yeah, so when the, I guess the adrenaline kind of started to chill out, um, mm -hmm. I started to, like, shake and mm -hmm. started to get some abdominal cramping. And uh, my boyfriend said, you know, I think well, we should definitely get Let's just point out, when help arrived... Your boyfriend, also a firefighter, was one of the responding people to the scene. And someone said to him, did you know Megan's here? She yeah. was in this accident? Yeah, he was um, responding from home as, as uh, volunteers as well. That's what we do. Pedro goes off. And it was right up the road from our home. Um, so he responded. And he's a paramedic, so he immediately hopped in the medic to see what they needed. Well, and then when someone mentioned, you got the you got your crew Josh here now. There's come Ellie and Jameson, come, come. six Hi, and guys. five, and new baby oh. Charlotte, CJ, and oh. Josh. So Josh, help us pick up the story from here. You see Megan; she's been in an accident. She's yeah. responding to the scene, and then you noticed. Wait a minute, are you okay? Yeah, I mean, I was a little thrown at first. Um, the call had just came out that there was a motor vehicle action motor vehicle accident with rescue um, and when arriving they pulled me into the first medic unit asked for some assistance um, somebody else jumped in and said hey did you check on Megan she was in the accident also so um, I had my way over there and she was standing there talking to some of the guys that had performed the extrication at that time off of um, the squad from our station 21 and we were talking and I was like you all right she's like yeah and she was shaking a little bit and you know my general concern when I heard was as well wow, she's in an accident and she's pregnant and due you know in the next week or so so we uh, went ahead and um, got a medic to also check her out, which at a point we agreed that she should go and get checked out at the hospital. And how, how long after that did you give birth? Uh, 23 hours. 23 hours later. <laughs> and here yeah. comes little Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. Wow, she was a little bit early. Yeah. So maybe this uh, nudged her a little bit. Yeah. You a think little. so? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine the story you're going to tell her when she gets older? She Have probably thought, won't believe it. She'll be like, wait, <laughs> mom, are you kidding me? Wow. Well, she is super sweet. Guys, Ellie and Jameson, do you like your new little sister? Yes. What does she, what does she do mostly? Um, 
lays around on a couch. Yeah. <laughs> she drinks a lot of milk and sleeps a lot too. Jameson, yeah. do you love her? Yeah. I Are you bet. proud of your mommy and daddy? Yeah, they're here. Wow, you're amazing. Thank you. I just cannot believe what you did. Boy, that just shows you when your instinct kicks in who then you my are. My stepdad? Yes. 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 Exactly. Yes. yes, he is. We met everybody, your whole yeah. sweet family. Yeah. So, are you going to take some time off now? I mean, what's mm. happening? Yeah. You were on maternity leave, right? Uh, no, I was actually still working just okay. on administrative down the Fire okay. Rescue Academy. Yeah. Um, so, well, we're it, just going to relax. It's a beautiful story. <laughs> uh, congratulations on everything. Thank Little you. Charlotte is. By the way, that's one beautiful child. Can you get Thank you. Yeah, okay, oh. let's show your beautiful child. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. We see you. We see you. Uh, All right. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Thank you so Thank much. You are amazing. Thank, Thank you so for much. making the trip and being here. All right. That was a good morning. That was a, that was our, yes. That's our best yet. Uh, we have more. Okay, minutes. all right. So you, you get the idea. Here's a lady <laughs> who is uh, in need of delivery, right? Uh, and she goes and she's involved in the crash. She's involved in the crash here. And yet she doesn't think of herself. She goes and thinks of others. Again, this goes back to something, you know, Mr. Wordsworth is, is obviously doing the theological stuff over there at DLive. And we appreciate you very much, Mike. We really do, uh, in putting those things in there. But it's, it's a great picture of what Christ does. Do you think these people wanted to get out of their cars? It was flipped over and all. Yeah, but they were incapable of doing it. They were incapable of doing it. And even what, look, people want to talk about their free will. Okay, show me your free will by flying to the moon. You can't do it. Sorry, can't do it. The Bible asks about changing, the, can the leopard change his spots? Neither can you who do evil know, do, do the same. You can't change your spots. You can't change what you're doing. I mean, my goodness, even the prophet Jeremiah says in Lamentations, Lord, turn us and we will be turned. He didn't say, hey, Lord, you know, he wasn't like Peter who said, I'll go with you to the death. I can do this. I got it. Not that's not what he did. He said, if you will turn us, we will. He recognized his dependence upon God to even fulfill the command of God to repent. Incredible. Incredible. There's also a story. Um. And I'll just list these guys off. This comes from PositiveNewsUS.org. I don't even know if they're around anymore, but I, I had this in my good news bin. Uh, seven, men of care, uh, seven stories of caring men who changed lives. And you can go read about these guys. Boy, I'm going to have some tough time with some of these words, too. Senegalese professor, he carried his student's baby during class, not carried it like, you know, he grew it in his belly or something like that. He carried it around on his shoulder. His student's baby during class, encouraging young mothers to keep up their studies, to keep learning. In Uganda, a coach gives uh, street kids gymnastic classes. In India, a teacher conducted a treehouse or constructed a treehouse to get a better connection for his online classes to teach people the things he was teaching them. In Japan, a new generation of samurais pick up litter. They go and serve the community. Kind of like the guys who were doing that up in uh, Ottawa, in Canada. They were doing what government was supposed to do, but government wasn't doing it because it was too busy trying to smash their liberty. Yep. In Malawi, a police officer built a youth sports complex all by himself. An Iraqi citizen in Germany helped stranded migrants using his Facebook page. 
In Colombia, a 14-year-old highlights the work of farmers with his informational videos. Yeah, men leading. Men leading. Here's another one. Now, this one I can identify with, although you, know, you guys know my story. I'm adopted. I'm an adopted kid. Uh, my parents were told they couldn't have kids. Uh, I was adopted at one or two months old, something like that, brought home, and uh, bear their name. I'm their heir. Uh, they have loved me as though I came from their own bodies. And this one here, this young man sitting with his new dad, and his dad shows him the adoption papers that now... By all indications, he is his son. Check out his response here. The father. Uh, somebody loves their dad, that's for sure. And now your dad will be forever. <laughs> okay? Something very precious about that. Very, very precious about that. And you know, we have the same kind of thing. If we're believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, has not Ephesians 1 says that he has adopted us as sons? Yes, he has. How many of you guys remember the story of the prodigal son? Now, I'm sure this young man hasn't been in the situation of the prodigal son. The prodigal son is an older man. He wanted what he could get from his father. He wanted to get the, as the old saying was when I was growing up, get the gusto out of life. And so he went to his father for his inheritance. His father gave it to him. He left his family, and he's got a brother that stayed behind, which is sort of a picture of what the, the, the Pharisees, the Jews of the day, had been. They were the ones staying there, but they weren't obeying God either. And so this guy goes off, and he lives a riotous life, a prodigal life. That's what the, that's what the you know, he's indulging himself. And what happens? He gets all these friends because he's got money. But when he doesn't have any money, he doesn't have any friends. And he stoops to the position that he's serving a Gentile. He's supposed to be a Israelite. He's serving a Gentile by feeding slop to the pigs. And as you know, pigs are not kosher under the Mosaic law. They're not, they're not kosher. And he's out there doing it. He says, he finally, the Bible says he comes to his senses. That doesn't mean he worked that up. What Jesus is trying to communicate is God did something in him to turn him. As I mentioned with Jeremiah a minute ago, God turned him and he looked and he said, what am I doing? Even the servants in my father's house eat better than I do. I'm eating the pig slot. I'm eating the trash that's given to the pigs. And he says, I know what I'll do. I'll go to the father and I'll just beg him. Let me just serve you in the house. I'm not worthy to be called your son. You guys remember the story? What happens? He'd been gone for a long time. That's the indication. And as he's coming up the road, his dad is on the porch, so to speak, still looking for his son, hoping that the Lord will bring his son home. And he sees him afar off. And dad doesn't wait till the son's up on the steps to come give him a hug. Nope, he leaves the porch, he runs down the road, and he embraces his son. And his son tells him all the stuff, oh, I'm not worthy to be your son. You can just see the emotion that's coming. I'm not worthy to be your son. I'll, I'll be your servant if you'll have it. And he's like, shh, shut it. And he calls for the servants of his house, and he says, bring this boy a robe. Put a ring on his finger. 
shoes on his feet, kill the fatted calf, because my son who was dead is alive. And it's time for celebration. It's time for celebration. It's not time for pointing out all his bad faults. He already knows them. He knows his sin. That's why he's returning home so humbled. You want to see the work of God and the life of a politician? You let them be humbled. You show me their humility. You show me their brokenness, and I'll tell you whether or not they've been redeemed. Until they do that, their words are just words. They are not doers. They are sayers. You show it to me. There's some other stories that we got from yesterday. Um, This is going to be the last one because we're running out of time here. Hero Honeymooners rescue sleeping babies from burning nursery in Spain. Uh, They said that instinct took over. I don't know if I have enough time to play this. Uh, I I got a couple of these that I want to get in. So, yeah, we're going to go over just a few minutes, uh, but it won't be long. If you want to catch us, sonsoflibertymedia.com. Uh, You can catch us there. This is Honeymooners Save Babies from a Burning Nursery in Spain. We may have to stop it in the middle of this to close out the show, and then we'll finish it up on the other side. So, sonsoflibertymedia.com, or you can jump up before it's news or some of the others that I gave you before. Here's here's the story about this. Hopefully, it comes up here. Doran Smith and David Scalante had been waiting two years to go on their honeymoon because of the pandemic. And just like the last few years, their trip to Barcelona was anything but normal. The Bristol couple says they were heading to tour a park phone in hand taking video when they say they noticed a group of women panicking. I saw a flame coming out of the doorway next to the door that these women had come out of. So I said, oh my God, there's a fire. That's when David says he ran in, realizing he was in a nursery where no one spoke English. Kind of just instinct took over. And um, I found myself like looking at like 15, 20 babies sleeping um and immediately just kind of lined everybody up and we started grabbing them putting them into the crib doran and others started helping too getting the kids to safety as they say smoke filled the room from what appeared to be an electrical fire we were just literally taking cribs with a few kids in it and rolling it across the street to the high school lobby it was just a crazy and it probably only happened it was like probably 10 minutes Mm -hmm. but it's Okay, I don't know why the music starts about 10 seconds early. It should be going longer than that. But for whatever reason, it's doing what it's doing. Guys, catch us on sunsolibritymedia.com. Bradley will be with you at 3. And in the morning, we'll be back in the morning, 8 a.m., bright and early. Kate Shimarani will be with us. Talk to you then. See you. Okay, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And we're just going to continue on. This has got about a little less than a minute here. And then we're going to cover a couple of other stories. And then we'll finish out the show. Here's the rest of that, uh, that report. It seems you know, like an instant. Um, But yeah, it turned out to be okay, you know. The couple says once the situation was under control and fire crews arrived, they continued walking to their tour like it was a normal day. Only it wasn't. And they had a heroic tale to tell back home. It was wild. Okay. All right. So that's that's that part. Whoops, I kicked off the wrong thing there. Hey, thanks for watching. Whoa, thanks for watching, Al Roker. Um, Uh, okay, so here's another. Here's a, here's a couple others I, I want to give you real quickly. There is an 11 year old boy. Now, again, pick up the ideas that come here. 
ask yourself, do I think about things like this of how I can really help in the community, how I can uh, you know, be one who interjects myself into my community so that I may disciple them? Do you do that? There is this 11-year-old boy. Um, I think, I want to say I had, well, maybe I didn't. I didn't have a video. I thought I had a video. I'm going to have to read this one. He used his birthday money to start a food bank in his, gar- in his garden shed. He was trying to help people out in his community. A kind-hearted 11-year-old boy used his own birthday money to launch a food bank service, which he runs from his garden shed. Isaac Winfield fills bags of groceries, which had been donated, and hands them out to the needy around his hometown. Hmm. Hmm. Sounds like what the people of God are supposed to be doing, right? Taking care of the poor. Since starting the food bank in 2020, the service has grown so much that Isaac's family bought a shed to store the hundreds of donated items. Well-wishers can now donate food or ask for supplies by contacting the schoolboy via his Friends of Isaac Food Bank Facebook page. His mom, Claire, said, We'd always donated uh, to food banks, and during the pandemic, the pandemic, uh, he would take food parcels into school, which would be given to people in need. Hmm, isn't that interesting? Being the resilient little lad he is, He said, it's all right, we'll give them food at my house, said Claire. I was laughing, but he had just broken his arm, so I let him do it to cheer him up. I doubled what money we gave them normally for food parcels, and he went off to Aldi. That's a smart kid right there, going to Aldi. Isaac was born with a rare chromosome disease, and the food bank has helped massively with his confidence as he can't read or write. He can't read or write, but he knows how to love people, doesn't he? For his 11th birthday, he just wanted food bank donations and the shed was absolutely rammed, said Claire. He just wanted to get as many donations in as possible to help as many people as he can. What a testimony. What a testimony. Isaac has now been nominated for a local business award and hopes to open his second food bank in the town next month. Hmm. Boy, is that an example of how we should be? Yep, sometimes we got to go back and we got to learn like little children, don't we? Then there's this guy. I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Yu-Gi-Oh! Or no, excuse me. He is a Yu-Gi-Oh! creator. This is one of those anime kind of things. His name is Kazuki Takahashi. I hope I said that correctly. Uh, He was an anime guy. He drowned while trying to save a child, his mom, and a U.S. soldier who had gotten caught in some, you know, bad water there, so to speak. He was found to have died on July the 4th from drowning during a rescue attempt off Okinawa Island, which did save an 11-year-old girl, her mom, and a 39-year-old U.S. soldier, but he lost his life in the process. isn't Isn't that what the Christ does? That he gave his life, he gave his life in order that he might save his people. Yep, it is. And they in turn give their lives that they may pass on the work of the Redeemer, right? Tributes flooded social media for the hero Takahashi uh, alongside sworn statements from witnesses and fellow rescuer U.S. Army Major Robert Burgo of Missoula, Montana. This guy had a huge impact on the world, said Burgo, 49. He's a hero. He died trying to save someone else. And save them he did. 
At around 2 p.m., Borgo was getting ready to teach a scuba diving lesson at a popular swimming area called Mermaid's Grotto in Yomaton when he was alerted to the girl and the soldier who had been carried out in a rip current. Borgo also recalled heavy six-foot surf crashing on their heads, creating a whirlpool effect from which they couldn't escape. Bergo and one of his students made their way towards them along a strip of shallow water before the major jumped in to rescue the girl. Becoming completely exhausted in the process, he also encountered the girl's mother, who had evidently tried to help and become trapped in the process. It was at this point that witnesses saw Takahashi also enter the water, swimming out to the same spot to try and help, completely unbeknownst to Bergo. Bergo managed to get the girl to safety, but returning to rescue his comrade proved too much. Turning back, he managed to direct the struggling soldier to safe, safer waters. I didn't think I was going to make it, the 49-year-old said. Takahashi's body was later found on a beach in Nago uh, City. The currents evidently had been too much for the 60-year-old as well. And we'll close on that note. That is, that is the definition of love, isn't it? Doesn't Jesus say greater love has no man than this? Then he give a beer to his friend. Is that what it says? Is that what that's what Budweiser wants to think, right? I love you, man. Greater love has no man than this than to tell them that they love them. That's not what it says. Greater love has no man than this that he lay down his life for his friends. And here's the thing: this guy, these people weren't even his friends. They were just people in need. And he loved them enough that he sacrificed his life, not giving a thought to his life, to go save these people, these three people. Yep, that's a picture of real love. First John three eighteen. That's the the verse uh, of for the ministry here. Love in deeds, not in words. I hope that you'll this day go and love in deeds. You'll do good works, glorify your Father in heaven, and let others see that that they may glorify Him as well. All right, you guys have a great day. Bradley be with you at three p.m. Eastern, two p.m. Central. SonsofLibertyMedia.com, and we'll be back in the morning, 8 a.m., bright and early with Kate Shimarani. We're going to have a guest on. I forget who it is, but we're going to have a guest on again uh, tomorrow, my understanding is, and we'll talk to you then, Lord willing. See you.